I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where we look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, and with me, of course, as always, Nick Shermooksness. Nick, hello. Hello, David. How's it going? Well, I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well, too. Per usual, I try to think of something witty to say in the introduction. I was trying to think of references to the topic that we'll be talking about that people already know about, but uh, we always kind of play cagey in the beginning. I should have introduced you as as uh, the uni I, of the podcast. I, I would, well, okay, first off, not uni, like, screw you. But, <laughs> um, what, oh, I don't even want to say the cavalier. We'll get into that, though. Uh, I wouldn't even say I'm the leader. Maybe I'm the, the thief. Nick the thief. There we go. Sure. That's all I got. That's what I got. Nick well, the, or the acrobat. I'm pretty acrobatic. At least you don't have as an on on the nose name as Presto. Okay, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Wait. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're right. We'll get because yeah. now I have a question. Because I have a question, but we'll get into it. I mean, there's, it there's, a, a, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of questions. And, I, and, and uh, what I'm worried is there are troubling few answers uh, <laughs> out there for us. Um, Probably. But, uh, but but it's going to be what it's going to be. Now, before we get to the topic that you can clearly see is the episode title, I will continue our history of being weirdly cagey about the title until I introduce the guest. And our guest this week is just a friend of ours. So uh, he's just here to to chat with us, have some fun. It is Stephen Purple. Stephen, welcome to the show. All right. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Now, you don't uh, you don't have a podcast. You don't have anything like that but do you have any message for the people anything you just want to tell them about uh yeah like subscribe and hit the bell okay great what what bell steve there's no bell <laughs> reminder Steven. reminder we are not on youtube uh, <laughs> i don't even know if you have an online presence nope none no, to I speak do. of yeah well, make sure to smash that like and subscribe <laughs> we're branching out you know we're going exactly. into the unknown well youtube was the only place we could watch this week's topic because now it's finally time to introduce it. That's right. It is Dungeons and Dragons, but not like, you know, not Dungeons and Dragons, the role-playing game. No, it is the animated show based on Dungeons and Dragons. Fear not, ranger. Barbarian, magician, thief. Cavalier and acrobat. This... And nobody got time for a full campaign. <laughs> that's right yeah uh oh god i can't we can't get into it yet i have so many thoughts anyway this <laughs> mid-80s animated show follows the adventures of six kids after they get lost in the realm of dungeons and dragons and try to find their way home now this is the part of the show where we share our own personal histories with the topic steven you brought this here uh so what is your history with the animated dungeons and dragons show yeah, um, I watched it when I was a little kid because uh, my older brothers and sisters watched it. Um, we had it. We definitely didn't have the whole series. 
but we had at you least didn't have all 27 uh, episodes. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but we probably had a handful. Um, like recorded on a like a VHS a VHS tape or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Literally right on VHS. And so, you know, it was just part of my childhood. I grew up with a lot of uh, you know, very very old not my time sort of nostalgia, which doesn't really make sense but at the same time makes perfect sense. Sure, sure. I mean, that's hey, that's what we're here for. Uh, Nick, do you have any history with Dungeons and Dragons. Do you even know there was a Dungeons and Dragons animated show? I I mean probably through knowing Steven. Uh it, it must have crossed my eyeballs at some point, but like as far as being like, yeah, that has meaning to me. No, absolutely not. Uh obviously I know what Dungeons and Dragons is and even had a couple of failed attempts at trying to play Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. But as far as exploring the wider media of said dungeons and said dragons, um, I'm, I'm I'm in the dark. So, uh, so you're not you're not a Drizzt fan. I don't even know what you just said. Drizzt. I am a big Drizzt fan, actually. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> so obviously, we'll get into Drizzt later. I I I got questions, but we'll 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 bring. Let's, David. What about you? Uh, well, um, I I obviously know a little bit more about Dungeons and Dragons than Nick over here. Um, but I, I also had similarly, <laughs> I had similarly never seen the show. Um, I was aware of it, though I think I became aware of it in adulthood, not like as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I had seen like some clips or some of the art or something. Like I was kind of aware of, well, because I listened to some real play podcasts and that might be kind of what what keyed me in on it. Like I knew there was this dungeon master character who like showed up every once in a while by every once in a while. I mean like five times an episode but never does anything. Um, I, I had never watched it. I, I, I figured out though, I did not know one of my, so one of my favorite podcasts, um, well, what, uh, like my 18th favorite podcast after like this one and co-ops therapy and what you haven't seen and ache willow. And then, you know, any other shows for people that have been on here, um, <laughs> okay. is, uh, is hello from the magic tavern. And they have a spinoff series called offices and bosses. Uh, which is because uh, Magic Tavern, Hell of a Magic Tavern takes place in a magical Dungeons and Dragons like world, like where a person from our world fell into that world. And it's, it's a comedy improv show. It's very great. But they have a version of Dungeons and Dragons called Offices and Bosses, where people in this magical world play uh, as if they like work in an office. Uh, and so they they did a spinoff of Offices and Bosses, and the opening, uh, which I'll put some of here because I put some of the opening for this show uh, a little ways back. So I'll, I'll put the opening here of Offices and Bosses, so you can hear uh, how similar they they kind of are. And I didn't realize <laughs> that was the joke they were making. Uh, it makes me <laughs> makes me like it quite a bit more. Fear not, marketing manager, IT professional, sales rep. And temp. But outside of that and the little bit I had seen, absolutely no history, absolutely no knowledge of the show. I couldn't tell you how long it ran for. I couldn't tell you any of the characters' names, how many of them there were. Outside of this show existed and there was a dungeon master, that was the extent of my knowledge. Now, Beautiful. this 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Now, this is the part of the show where we learn about the world's history. And Nick, can you tell us the world's history with the Dungeons & Dragons show? I feel like I have to say that every time so people don't get confused. I, I hope they're not confused at this point, but I suppose if they skip around the episode, it's good to clarify. Yeah. Uh, so Dungeons & Dragons was an animated television series based on the popular role-playing game of the same name. It was co-produced by Marvel Productions, yes, that Marvel, uh, and D&D's original publisher, Tactical Studies Rules, which is, I actually had no, I thought they were always Wizards of Wizard of the Code. One, yeah, is it DSR, one wizard or wizards, two wizards? wizards? Plural wizards. DSR, multiple yeah. wizards? Yes. Okay, there's multiple wizards of the coast. They're all on the coast, though. Not only one coast, actually, right? Wizards yeah, this, of the I that, Coast. I know that this is all, what we're all wizards, up on. but one coast. Anyway. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, the show's animation was actually done by Japanese company Toei Animation, uh, which you might know is the studio behind anime like Sailor Moon, Digimon, and Dragon Ball and One Piece, and the Transformers, and other stuff. Uh, the show was created by Kevin Paul Coates, uh, Dennis Marks, and uh, in the Wikipedia article, it said Takashi, uh, or, but uh, no other uh, name, so I'm not really sure who this Takashi was. Um, the show includes such voice talents, uh, talent greats like Peter Cullen and Frank Welker. Uh, Antonia uh, Gale Smith, who played Diana the Acrobat, was nominated for Outstanding Young Actress in an Animation Voiceover at the 1984-1985 Youth in Film Awards, which I don't even know if that's still a thing. Probably not. it was then. Uh, The show aired from September 17, 1983 to December 7, 1985 for a total of three seasons. The show was canceled in the third season with a final unproduced episode that would have served as a conclusion to the story and a possible reimagining of the show. That said, the script was eventually released online and performed as an audio drama. The show also incurred some controversy with the level of violence depicted in the show, which I think we'll get into. And then as far as legacy goes, the show spawned board games, books, card games, and more. And of course, Dungeons & Dragons as a tabletop role-playing game has only grown in popularity. Well, there you go. There you have it. Um, There was something I felt like I was going to do. It doesn't matter. Anyway, okay, anyway, Dungeons & Dragons, the animated show. Uh, Here we go. Let's get into it. Where Let's start start with this. Does anyone remember half of the names of the characters involved in the show? Uh, well, I would have remembered Eric and Hank. I do have the Wikipedia Eric, article up. I, I can tell you all of them. I'm, okay, well, Stephen, we're not, we're not, we're not going to ask you because we know that you you would know. But like I, like Eric, yes, because Eric is the, literally the best part of the show. Uh, Bobby, because it's like the second most used name in the show, probably because well, Bobby's and, always and, getting and into also, some kind of trouble. Also, like an '80s show, you always had a Bobby. There was a Bobby. Right. Like, I think legally you Bobby. had to have a Bobby. Uh, that being said, Hank, literally until you said it just now, I forgot that that was his name. I've just been calling him Fred, and I've been well, calling and, the thief Daphne. Well, and I know that you, I mean, I'm also looking at a picture of them. Well, That's not So wrong. funny thing, um, one of the voice actors does Scooby-Doo, and in fact is uh, the Walker. voice for Fred. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. Is it Hank? Frank, no, it's Frank <laughs> Welker, the voice of Uni. <laughs> and, yeah. and Frank and Welker Tiamat. is the voice of Uni? Yeah. yeah. And Tiamat and a bunch of other things, I believe. Yeah, oh, because Frank Welker does 8 billion voices. Yeah. Um, no, actually, the voice actors, there's like a, a genuine good amount of talent. Um, the guy who uh, voices Venger, the bad guy, is... Mm-hmm. Optimus Prime. Yeah, Peter oh. Cullen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Willie, That's I mean, cool. not not necessarily voice talent-wise, but Willie Ames uh, did Hank, who yep. at the time this came out was, you know, 
He was uh, from from Eight Is Enough. Yep. Um, and uh, Charles in Charge. Yeah. And and I he wanted was Buddy and Charles in Charge. I wanted to to bring up Nick since you since I have the Wikipedia here and you mentioned that your love for Eric. Uh, series developer Mark Avener revealed that Eric's contrary nature was ma- mandated by parents, groups, and consultants to push the then-dominant pro-social moral for cartoons of the group is always right, the complainer is always wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it probably sounds like my life, so I think I identify a lot with Eric in that respect. Uh, that's interesting, though. I, I like also, like, so the as I mentioned in the the history that the, the show had also courted some controversy because of the level of violence. And there's always these like organizations or, or advocacy groups or whatever that kind of interfere. Uh, maybe sometimes rightfully so, maybe sometimes it's kind of like, okay, like it's not a big deal. Um, but it is interesting how much power those, those, those influencers in a sense can have and, and how a show is sort of constructed and then, and then executed. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. They, they have so much more power than you think. We just don't, realize it uh when mm-hmm. when we don't see it you know when it's like in when it's included in a natural enough way but i'm sure i mean all cartoons have some level of like well oh, here's here's what you're allowed to do according to us a group of angry moms <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah i mean you're not expecting like i mean obviously to, to a limit like you're not expecting like blood and violent like severe violence and swearing and stuff like that for children's media, obviously there there is a limit. There's uh, a there's a great documentary. It doesn't have to do with um, animated kids shows, but it's uh, this film is not yet rated. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it's anywhere streaming now. But if you can find it, find it. It's about uh, the people that do the ratings for movies, and it's just it's really illuminating uh, to learn about that group. And like there's mm-hmm. there's not supposed to be any parents on that board, but there are. Uh, because, you know, parents are like, well, think of the children. But nobody thought of the children here because they were constantly in peril. And uh, right, and, right. And, and useless <laughs> most of the time. Ooh. The children in this show were so felt so useless. Yeah. The, I don't know, Stephen, what, what, what were your thoughts on the children? Sure, yeah. I mean... I, again, growing up with it is very different from seeing it again. So growing up with it, it seemed like they were overcoming impossible odds and, you know, like always had that underdog kind of feel. And now watching it, it's like, wow, they're almost like bumbling their way <laughs> through. And if they didn't have those weapons of power they would have been dead within an hour. <laughs> Ooh, that just rhymed more than any of Presto the Magician's magic ever. <laughs> okay, sorry, now that we're caught up, yeah, his, his real name the... is Presto. They didn't just start calling him Presto because he turned into a magician, right? Yeah. I, 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 like I'm looking... In the, in the regular world, his parents so, named him Presto. Wow, there is so much information about this cartoon on Wikipedia, like way more you th- than you think there would be. Uh, while the series Bible gives his real name as Albert, said document differs from the cartoon in some elements, such as names. In the comic Forgotten Realms, The Grand Tour, he is Preston, although it is not specified whether this is his first or last name. So he could be <laughs> Presto Preston. Which... Albert Presto Preston. Oh my gosh. Uh... That's, uh, that's pretty great. Well, every every episode, so, yeah, talking about how, like, bumbling they are, every episode basically begins with they're in some kind of danger they immediately get out of, 
and then Dungeon Master shows up and is like, you have to go to the, the singing tree and it will show you where to what to do. And then he like just leaves and they're like, okay, Dungeon Master and doop 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 doo and go off to do that. And then adventure, 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 and then things are pretty much exactly as they were at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you can call it adventuring. Like, really, bumbling is probably the best way to put it. Like, yeah, they're going from A to B. I would call that maybe a journey um, or whatever. But, like, adventure is a, it's a very strong word for what these, like these kids get uh, involuntarily pulled into a dangerous medieval-esque fantasy world, given weapons. That, and also, the oldest kid is, like, 15, mm-hmm. mind you. Uh, and they're given powerful, dangerous weapons by a, a, a tiny old wizard dude who only goes by Dungeon Master, which is like a weird name that, that everyone just, knows like, him by. I'm just saying, yeah. like, so spoilers, but apparently, like, he's the father of Venger and this other female character in the show that I don't think was in any of the episodes you recommend that we watch. But, like, I can't imagine someone like copulating with dungeon master and like say anyway i'm I'm not gonna go any further with that thought i think you know where i'm going but like i hate dungeon master i, I hated him i don't understand like, him he is he is the only adult in this freaking world that shows technically in a way any concern for these children but at the same time doesn't show them any concern gives them freaking riddles disappears occasionally shows up i, I guess at the right time but it's like Okay, so there's an episode, I forget the name of it, but basically the, the the group is sent into some area or whatever to get this box. And then they, they get the box were, out and then Eric is literally Eric every Eric. episode. Oh, every. you mean the, the box of Zandora. Yeah, Zandora's yeah. box. Oh, oh, I didn't even realize that they said Zandora. I missed that. So so Eric is just like, oh, I'm really curious what's in this box. And he opens it. And then like Dungeon Master comes running out of nowhere, just like, no, don't do that. I'm like, if you just given them clear instructions, like, guys, I need you to go in here. There's a very important box in here. I implore you not to open it because maybe like a vengeful, apt, like ultimate evil, like freaking like the guy was basically like blowing up the land. Like when the when the guy comes out of the box or whatever, like mm-hmm. he's literally obliterating the land. They- and I feel like Dungeon Master could have said something. They they do so like they do so much to establish how powerful Dungeon Master is, and then uh, nothing to justify why he does nothing with that power. Like there's the episode where Eric is made into the Dungeon Master for a day, <laughs> yep. but not like nothing. Absolutely nothing comes of that. He's just like, all right, cool. I'm not gonna save you this time. It's yeah. all on Eric. No, there's there's a quick side note that the Dungeon Master tells Eric like. Hey, if you bring water here, you're taking it some, from somewhere else. You're causing a drought elsewhere. So, technically speaking, as a very quick side note, they're like, yeah, you know, Dungeon Master is uh, apparently controlling the entire universe and <laughs> all of its resources. So, he has to use his power sparingly. Maybe. I mean, he could use it once and like kill his son. You know, (laughs) I'm not like a fan of killing your own children, but this is one time where I might allow it. Like, I don't know. I don't really. Venger's useless. Yeah, Venger. I was going to say, Venger's not really doing that much. (laughs) Actually, sorry. As we already said, everyone on this show is useless. No one's going, no one's doing anything. No one's going anywhere. Everyone sucks at their job. 
Yeah. The show couldn't even finish. Like they couldn't really win one thing. No, well, I, I'm, I'm learning here that uh, Avengers Horse is Nightmare, but it's Night, oh, okay. it's Night Dash Mare. So, because like a horse, it's, it's a mare. Uh, right. And that that's making me kind of happy. That's, that's, tick- that's tickling. That's a, that's yeah. a tickle. Um, honestly, that was probably my favorite part of the show was Venger and his badass horse, Nightmare. I didn't even realize the horse was that significant. Like he comes in on the horse sometimes, but it didn't feel like a character to me. No, it's not a character. But I imagine as, as, as a young person, especially seeing it and have like, I can totally, like, as you said, I, I can see from a young person's mind, like this is freaking awesome, you know? So it is sort of sad, like watching it as an adult and being like, oh my God, like these kids are so freaking traumatized. Like one of the episodes, I don't remember what happened exactly, but like stuff kept happening to Bobby. Bobby, who's like the, he's like eight. Yeah. He's like the youngest, again, kid pulled into this dangerous world against his will. He's eight years old. He's given a giant club and basically no clothes. Uh, And then it's, it's really, I mean, it's a whole thing. Like they get sucked in there and it's just like, well, if you want to find your way home, you have to do X, Y, Z. So in theory, like they're not even really there to do anything. It's not even really so much like you have to stop Venger. Like yeah, you do. You are, you are not really, the chosen heroes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, okay. Like you'll get home, but it's, I mean, assuming that dungeon master is that powerful, a, he probably has the ability to send them home on it by himself. But even then, like you have scared freaking children. Right. It makes no sense that they were even chosen to be in this role. It's like, Hey, you ended up in this world, and you know what? We're gonna give you these weapons of immense power that can defeat basically anything in this universe. I hope you got good morals. Right. It made, it, it's, it's a weird twist where, on one jerks. hand, Dungeon Master is he gives them the ability to protect themselves. You know, in a world where, other, like, if you just given them regular old weapons, like they'd be screwed. But at the same time, these weapons are so sought after by Avenger that he's in like every freaking episode trying like they're the sole reason that he's even chasing after these twerps. Right. Mm. You know, so like at the same time, he's also put them in the most like mortal danger because of that. And well, and, and I hate I hate that I'm referencing this and I hate you, Nick, specifically that I'm referencing this. But at least uh, at least. Oh, okay, And I'm blanking on the name now, but. football football players of the round table um, oh king arthur and the knights of king justice arthur and the knights of justice yeah. thank you at least that had that at least you know merlin was like well we need people who can rep- you know who can do this thing let me summon them here in this in this these kids just were like at a county fair that had a really cool and expensive dungeons and dragons ride uh, at least that's the context I got. Yeah, from the that opening. turns into a portal that somehow transforms <laughs> to another universe. Hey, and... uh, hey, I was uh, I was building this ride over here, and uh, you sure <laughs> about this? Uh, you want me to put this portal in there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll even say though, with King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, like assuming that the original King Arthur and his knights were like competently trained, like actual soldiers, whatever you want to call them, Merlin's plan was to summon high school football players. Yeah, at least they tried to, to justify it, is what I'm saying. Like, like I mean, presumably they have some measure of of physical or martial skill, being well, football players. 
Well, certainly they can work as a team, which these kids really do not. And Merlin, most of the time, Merlin was like, "I need somebody as strong as a brick. Let's get him in here. <laughs> Let's get Sir <laughs> so Brick. Let's get Sir get Brick going. Freaking love Sir Brick. Uh, Eric, Eric. Some might say is the is the Sir Brick with well, without the heart. Sir Brick had some real heart. And like, is I would say Eric's the heart of the show. Is everybody who gets no. on the dungeon like I, I? I'm fixated now on this Dungeons and Dragons ride, uh, and I refuse to get off Mr. Bones' wild ride. Uh, <laughs> is is everybody who gets on this ride never coming out? <laughs> is, <laughs> right? Is no, no, no. Hey, Terry got in there and got out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, sure. But yeah. she still got in, like. Yeah, but like also, our, our parents just stand like other parents just stand there like uh hey it's been like four hours right like I mean, we we didn't we didn't long. get like, we didn't listen to the like we don't really know how the show wraps up personally I don't know if anyone like read up on how it uh, actually ends so I don't know if it's audio? like a I don't know if it's like a Narnia situation where like they come back at the same moment that they left right so, so the 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 way that it it ends um is that it was going to be a little bit open-ended so it could serve as both a conclusion to the story as well as like uh like it they they could continue on but i guess in like the fan version that was released in 2020 uh they made it pretty clear that they decided to uh just just go home which by the way apparently in that finale dungeon master's just like okay i can send you home and like opens a portal oh uh, see i knew it i knew it <laughs> that, that little Oh, I hate him so much. He puts these poor kids like I'm so right. Like, hey, I know I know I'm an adult now, and um, but like what you you watch these children stuff that really isn't intended for you anymore, and you know sometimes like it kind of it kind of lives up or like it it, it it survives the transition into adulthood in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. But like this is just like I'm just sitting there, just I'm like terrified for these children and the situations they're going to, and they have like no clothes. Like there's an eight year old kid that's wearing basically He's nothing. A and then there's like a 15 year old girl basically wearing nothing. And she's given a magic a stick. And oh, Eric yeah, is given yeah. a shield, which really doesn't do anything except be a shield. Like uh, uh, Fred slash Hank can shoot like laser arrows at people. Uh, d- not the, who, who's the thief? Well, Daphne. Sheila. I mean, Sheila just gets an invisibility cloak. And there's one episode where she puts it on and like she disappears, but the cloak doesn't disappear, which sort of defeats the purpose of an invisibility cloak. I would say. I mean, look, we're we're dealing with A, D, and D classes. Like, it's not it's not Eric's fault that paladins were essentially useless at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know A, D, and D well enough to make these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that. You know, at the very least, Eric had some of the like best lines, which I wrote down in various places. None of which I pulled. How, up you are really like you are standing Eric hard. In this I episode. I am a hundred percent an Eric stand. Like a of all, most of the characters, almost no personality other than Bobby. Again, because like it's the two names that I yeah. actually remember. Yeah. Um, there was like one moment where I finally respected Hank because Dungeon Master was up to his usual shit, and and, and Hank was just like. Uh-uh, Dungeon Master, you tell it to me straight. <laughs> like, I ain't taking this crap. Yeah, that's actually the the episode you're mentioning. They started to get a new director. This is like back scene kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is that episode that's like the darkest one of theirs that Hank is just like, no, we're not going to follow what Dungeon Master tells oh, us anymore. The, like the Tiamat one. Yeah, which was that was yeah. when they're in the 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 dragon's graveyard, right? Yeah, I, uh, yes. 
Yeah, which, and which is the most interesting. It, the fact, sorry, I'm I'm so sorry. Just real quick, no, 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 the, fact, no. the fact that that was on the moon was like the most interesting idea the show had. Anyway, continue on. Right, right. So that was uh, this new guy came in and decided, like, yeah, let's really change this up. He came up with the idea of Venger being the son of of Dungeon Master, like all this stuff in the background. That if you <laughs> if you're a nerd like me you will listen to the commentary on the DVD set for this Dungeons and Dragons cartoon show, I'm which gonna, I own. I'm going to be honest with but, you, I didn't do this. Oh, yeah. But that's the thing is it's like almost none of that came to fruition. But that one episode was very like darkly motivated being like, are they going to actually choose the right thing? Are they just going to straight up kill Venger? Like very very morally ambiguous and gray does and venger know that dungeon master is his dad like is there an awareness to. like does because i mean dungeon master is deadbeat in a lot of ways like i, I wasn't expecting him to be a deadbeat dad too but oh uh, i mean he's a deadbeat mentor that's... of course he'd be a deadbeat dad he's been deadbeat every every step of his life <laughs> <laughs> dungeon master does he have a name no, I can only imagine getting like the sex talks from your dad <laughs> in <laughs> riddles and enigmas See? as the dungeon master. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh what yeah. sort of trauma that would cause to turn I mean, you into you're, Venger? You're going to I'm take your mighty Venger doesn't sword. Have, like a crap ton of kids. Like he just never figured it out. Like what is a, a banana? Um, I don't. I'm. Pe- I don't know. I can't even come up with. Yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. take. You'll take. You'll take your sword to her sacred grove. What does that mean, Dad? <laughs> I have to. Is the go. sword sheathed or not? I don't. <laughs> well, um, if you. I mean, if you don't. If you don't want to have your own kids, it'll be sheathed. Exactly. That's why. it's so funny though. So again, growing up, Eric was the like. To me, the most hated of the characters. He's the freaking best. <laughs> well, and and again, growing up, I look at him now and I'm like, he's the only one that made sense. Like he was trying to keep everybody out of danger and not do any craziness. Right. His, and yeah, it's like, oh my god, like yeah, Eric is actually like the best of of all of you like he is the smart person his yeah his whole thing was just like hey let's not uh let's not do that dangerous thing right and everyone's like we have to i honestly i look at it almost like if if i thought of these people not as uh as if i thought of these kids not as people but as well, kids uh, are people, so players uh-huh. playing D anD D, you know, sort of getting into the meta of it, then I would say Eric is the type of player who creates a character and says, "Oh, I'm not going on any adventures. I'm going to hang out with the blacksmith back here because it's safe." And that would be a really annoying character God, player would, to have would. to deal with. Yeah, it's true. You're not rubbing but, but like then he goes along with it anyway because the whole party's gonna go right. Exactly. You don't split the party. That's one of the things I know. You don't split the party. Like one of the only times I played D and D, they split the party and I was off on my own and it was a huge mess for my character. He like, yeah. he, he had a real bad time, uh, and then I left the game. So uh, forever split. But um, 
right right now uh, i i did i did look up a couple just so i can stay on the eric train for half a second i did look up a couple of the lines that i that i that had tickled me um and there's one i they like go into a tavern or whatever trying to recruit a guy which feels like a very D &D thing um and I, I don't remember if it was Hank or someone else, but they're like, Eric, don't you think we should at least get a guy that talks human? Because like all the guys look like, I don't know. Yeah, they're orcs. Orcs or whatever. <laughs> and Eric's just like, hey, our money will talk for us, which was great. Um, uh, and then someone, um, they, I think it was like a, not a goblin, or maybe it was a troll. Like they're, they're they, no, I think it was the same episode. Um, they don't get a guide in the tavern and they're wandering. There's a guy on the side of the road who's like a troll or whatever. He's like, I'll, I'll help. He's like, we don't have any money to pay you. He's like, well, let's say for the time being, your company will be my payment. And Eric is like, I like his rates. Like he just had these like sort of deadpan, like funny, like one liners and singers yeah. and stuff, the situations that just, it, for me, it just made so the show. That character is also slightly based off of the voice actor. Um, he he is uh ralph uh the mouth from happy days yeah almost yeah so a lot of that type of jokey kind of personality came out from that inspiration but that, that's eric like, or the troll eric oh eric okay yeah 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 spoilers the troll was also venger in this it case. was right <laughs> <laughs> Which freaking Venger? Venger, a his name is Venger. So I mean, if his dad is Dungeon Master, I'm not surprised. But also, if his dad didn't name name him Venger, then Dungeon Master had zero hope for his kid. Mm. You know, it's like on par with Sinestro from Greenland. Right. He also he also implies there are other Dungeon Masters. Like I feel like in one of the episodes, I think in the day of the Dungeon Master, uh, when Eric becomes a Dungeon Master, he like kind of implies there's others out there. So what are these guys I doing? That. Maybe I, I mean, believe you. I, I but I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's I'm, it stands yeah, the reason that, that there probably were other dungeon masters, but unless he's like, immortal. He's like nobody. They really like. He's never talking to anybody else. He's never like shown to be like kind of you know. They never interrupt him in the middle of something. Like he's never like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just had to make sure plants were growing. Like those are those are because of the episodes I had you watch. There there are other episodes where. He's doing his own thing. Okay. Um, there's one episode in particular, literally, it's the opening is uh, Dungeon Master hanging out on a stroll in the forest and he gets captured. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he seems to know everybody in the universe. For some reason, everyone knows Dungeon Master. So he he does have some things going on, but... Right. I mean, it's he probably has a lot more kids than just Venger and whoever that other one is. You know, if he if he knows that, if he knows that, and he seems also, to... I just go ahead. Oh, go ahead, David. No, no, go, go, go. I was just I was just gonna make a comment on the in the intro when the kids come in and he, here's the weapons. Uh, he he says that they're in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons, which again definitely goes along with the whole my name is Dungeon Master, but like the world doesn't have a name. We just live in the realm of dungeons. We just we have so many dragons and so many dungeons. We just called it that. I mean, to be fair, Earth is called Earth, which is basically dirt, and we have plenty of dirt. So I guess it's actually now that I'm thinking about it, it's 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 actually on par for human uh, uh, realm naming conventions <laughs> <Namiology>. <laughs> or, or something. Well, right. Well, but uh, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to uh, settle in. Like, oh, is this Forgotten Realms? Is it Greyhawk? Is it right? Uh, right. And that's the thing. They they didn't 
they did want to skirt that line of like it's D and D, but it's not D and D. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> nailed it. They did. Well, <laughs> they, they probably it. didn't want to deal with all the letters from yeah. embittered fans of like, how dare you put it in into blah blah blah. Right. Exactly. That doesn't go with the rules. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what reading a letter sounds. That's. I mean, that's what the people who are writing it. Is. <laughs> like, oh, I, I will. Uh, I will say. Uh, uh, well, the first episode we watched, which I don't remember the name of the episode, but the writer was Paul Dini. Yes. Uh, who you might know from Batman, the animated series, amongst other related DC animated uh, stuff and then mostly uh, DC work. Oh, well, uh, I was a pretty prolific s- writer. I was was it say... the Hall of Bones? Yes, it was the Hall of Where Bones. Where they had to Hall repower of... their weapons. I think that was the first episode we watched. Which... Which actually, okay, good question. So in the order of the episodes you watched, I think the yeah. third one was actually the series finale because it was canceled. And then we went backwards to a couple other episodes. Yeah. So what was your thought process behind Right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. So I, mean, I actually it doesn't did, matter, right? Like nothing nothing really changes from episode to episode. Right. Um I did select the episodes based off of um what I thought would be a good rounding of knowing what the show was about. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I focused in more on, you know, so the first episode was like it's a very early on episode. It's not actually the first episode of the show. In fact, we didn't even watch that one. The intro kind of covers everything you yeah. need to know. Um, so I thought, okay, what's a really interesting one? The one where their weapons are kind of like a main focus of the episode and where it gets their power from. Uh, so I went with that one. It seemed like an interesting one. Um, and then I I wanted you to end on the girl who dreamed tomorrow because to me that seemed like the episode that would have been the most appropriate finale episode that's true i mean it does it does end i don't know if you got a chance to watch that one david no um, i didn't have that didn't have but chance. so basically that i think steven had mentioned the name earlier like a, a girl another girl from the the normal world gets sucked into the world and her power is um is um future telling whatever it's called sure um i can't remember the freaking word for it um and so like she she you know she has dreams that come true in future future dreams um (laughs) and she you know she the group rescues her and then like she's having these dreams about basically like you know dungeon master again sends them to this place and in true dungeon master fashion basically there's you know they have to get through this maze which is all made of like incredibly sharp dangerous objects like the wall, it's not even that like there's walls and then there's spikes on top. Like the walls are also spikes and they're all close together. And the kids are having to navigate this. And apparently they have to get lost in order to get to the center where there's like a ziggurat or whatever it's called with a portal that will take them home. Now, the girl has had a dream about it. Uh, and basically uh, the dream, I think, was a little vague. It doesn't quite end with like some of them, I think, get sucked home. But then they have to come back out because like she gets captured. So they have to rescue her. Ultimately she ends up going back to the human world and none of the other group does but it's left off on a note where the last dream she had before going back home was her interacting with bobby in the human world where they had never met before prior uh impl- implying that they do make it out eventually right so like, I, I agree that was a nice touch to the, the right exactly mm. she has this necklace and that turns out like that is what's giving her the prognostication powers and um she word. gives it she throws it to bobby before she goes back oh, to the right. human world yeah and in her dream bobby has the necklace to give back to her 
So Dungeon Master says like, hey, Bobby, this dream is going to come true, meaning, hey, you guys are actually going to escape this world someday. And at least that was like a hopeful enough episode. <laughs> hey, hey, Bobby, one day you're going to kiss a girl. Right. Now, <laughs> hey, let's let's be fair. There's no promise that any of the other kids get That's out true. alive. Oh, just Bobby. Bobby already so is going to have PTSD. So, oh my God, like that poor kid, that poor kid. Yeah. Like, I think this, this show must have, I, I read like a lot of the back matter in the books. So there's a comic book series that I feel like you should read, Stephen, because I think you would like it. But so it's called Die by Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. And the whole premise is very similar to this in which a group of kids, uh, they're basically playing, a, a, it's not D&D, it's a game that one of the kids made up, but it's basically D&D. And then when they start playing it, they get sucked into the world of the game that they're playing. Um, but it kind of goes more in a like, you know, it, it lays onto the fact that this is like a hugely traumatic experience. And I think like two years pass and eventually they come out and then they go on to live like their their normal lives, obviously dealing with the, the like trauma. Like a Jumanji kind of kinda thing. Like a, yeah, basically it's, it's it's this like Jumanji, like, like but it really hits home the trauma. And then eventually they're they're called back to the fantasy world as like 40 something adults. Uh, it's it's very, very, I haven't actually finished it yet, but it's it's very, very good. But it's like, this show would never go in that direction, right? Like we're clearly watching these kids being traumatized, but like they're if they ever did get home, it's like well, they were home, we're happy. Bobby kisses a girl, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it's great, you know. Not just like you know, uh, Eric has nightmares right. for the rest right. of his life or anything like that, and 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 Hank just he just probably like just starts drinking and, and just doesn't stop. Like just get, it gets crazy depressing. Yeah. Like that's Eric's, where the show is going. Eric's just the same douchebag. <laughs> yep. And now Diana has no chance of uh, being an all-star athlete. Right. Anymore. Like she probably breaks like an ankle in the dungeon world, and then goes home and is like, "Well, you can't compete." But I've got a magic staff. It's like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Stop talking about your magic staff. <laughs> presto, also, I mean, all these kids are probably like, committed to an insane asylum well, or whatever, you know. Right? No, telling right. the, you know, Presto would spend the rest of his life like trying to discover magic again and become. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'd be crazy. rubbing his hats. <laughs> just all of his, all of his hats. Yeah. He. Oh. Uh, yeah, the magic of like he pulled like an electric right, fan yeah. out. Presto one time. is Presto is his own crazy thing. Like I I never really noticed just how straight up trash useless Presto is Absolutely. compared to all of the others. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like when he realizes he has his powers back in like the Hall of Bones, he's like, look, and he pulls out carrots. It's like, what? right, what? <laughs> right. Like, presto, yeah. be useful. Pull out like a gun or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know, exactly. Literally, like, it's never helpful except for by accident being helpful sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Some, sometimes. <laughs> Emphasis on the sometimes. I mean, it's tough because, yeah, the um, Diana... Like she just had a stick. Sometimes she'd get to do like a cool gymnastic move or acrobat move, I guess, you know. Um, but the, I feel like the show did spend a lot of time just centered around Hank, Eric, and Bobby. Yeah. The the most. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and Uni, I guess. But Uni just made really annoying freaking sounds the whole time. <laughs> also, like, Venger, like, he sucks. Everyone in the show sucks, We except for Eric. We agree. But the um, but there's an episode where Avengers like attacking the kids and and they make it into a cave, but Uni doesn't 
uh, fast enough and gets <laughs> oh, hit by like Avengers, like trying to kids. Avenger hits Uni with like one of his death bolts, which doesn't kill Uni. Like Uni, like is in a bad way for like the whole episode. Right. To be fair, sure, but like the dude couldn't even kill a unicorn, like a baby unicorn. Well, what's funny too is like he gets this ridiculous grin that he can kill this unicorn. That's true. He's a bit. He's he's, he's Avenger. He's Venger. Well, and and when they're gonna like leave, uh, and when Eric is able to open the portal for him, uh, it, and like they're down in like this dungeon, they're like, okay, well, we gotta go. All right, Uni, see ya. Oh, yeah. You're just gonna stay <laughs> yeah. here. And Eric's Bob, like, Bob well, is my... pretty broke. That's also yeah. traumatizing for right, Bob. He's right. like, what do you mean I can't bring my freaking unicorn uh, pal? Bobby's yeah. gonna be the one. I think Bobby's the one who's gonna like always try to like be finding a way back. I think eventually, yeah. like it's just mm-hmm. gonna, you know, it it shaped him so much, right? And in some ways, like he, you know, he's eight. I mean, who knows, like how there for, but like he, his formative years were spent on the run in a, a world with probably no, like, not even basic plumbing, yep. <laughs> and just right. people trying to kill them the whole time. Actually, why would he want? To? Uh, you know, uh, because there he could smash the ground and it would collapse. He did have a, yeah, it's true. He did. He did like knock down a whole building with his club. Yeah. I also like like with Dungeon Man again, like this whole like almost every episode that, that we watched at least centered around like there might be a way for you to get home here. Yeah, that's almost like, every he, he always like points you in that direction. And like the one the I think maybe it was the what the one with like the dream future seeing girl. Um, but there was always this thing where it was like yes kids like he gives his riddle of like yes if you go here there'll be a way to get you home but then like he it usually shows up in the climax and it's like they're just about to like can we go home or whatever but then there's something like and dungeon was like well you could but if you do then like venger will get away with xyz and it's like well shit uh i i guess I guess we'll stay. Uh, so it's like, what's the point of? Uh, uh, and you get the feeling Dungeon Master knows this. I had like yeah, he sends yeah. him this direction. It's just like, well, um, maybe maybe it wasn't the Dream Girl one, but it was one where basically the the all the heroes found like these like uh, skeletons of uh, of very like warriors and stuff like that. And Dungeon Master says like. Oh yeah, those are basically other people that get drawn into this world that I tried to lead, and they died again. Traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then basically, when they do finally get to the portal, they could leave, but Dungeon Master more or less makes the implication of just like, yeah, if if but if you leave, the portal stays open, and thus um, people will keep being will keep falling into this world, and Venger will kill them. Right. So you have to destroy. So you have to destroy it, destroy Otherwise, the people are going to keep coming to this portal. These fifteen-year-old kids are like, man, that's such a, a heavy weight of responsibility. Okay, I guess we won't go home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's true. Like, so there are other episodes I did not have you guys bother watching for a few reasons, but one I really, really want to bring up was basically uh, the the plot is Venger figures out how to control making portals through time. And he brings... uh, I was was actually reading a description of this episode. Yeah, I know. Excellent. Excellent. So he brings in warriors from our world, from all different eras eras of time. So like you see like a Viking in the shot and you, so the point is he brings somebody who has a modern fighter, uh, 
pilot jet. <laughs> he has a jet. And he also brings back a uh, a pilot from World War II on the Nazi side. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll do it. And the point is that Venger is like, hey, if I give this Nazi this fighter jet from modern times, <laughs> the Nazis will win and these kids will never ex- never exist and I'll get the weapons of power because wow. reasons. supported the Nazis. Yeah, so Venger supported the Nazis. You, I mean, you expect that from someone named Venger to be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was an episode. <laughs> I was like that he had the power to to control time and he didn't just go back and like kill the kid. Like, I like that his plan was to go so far back that he would give a Nazi a fighter jet and it's like, well, the Nazis are when the kids won't, will be born, won't be born. Right. Not just like, I could just go and, and kill the kids. Yeah, as babies. Yeah. Or like kill them the second they walk into the Dungeons and Dragons realm before they get the weapon. Like so many other probably easier options. Right. One would Precisely. one would think. Well, is there anything that we haven't talked about about this insane TV show that anybody wanted to bring up before we start uh, wrapping up? I could complain about Dungeon Master all day. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> and he, I could and sucks. I could praise Eric all day. Yeah, he also sucks. praising Eric. I don't know about, but <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, there's there's really so much and yet so little to these episodes <laughs> oh yeah we have we have mined them and, and we, we could go into specific episodes and really really break them down but like on the whole you know it, it was a it was a i'm imagining a saturday morning cartoon probably yes. you know it's largely sugary uh things it will always be the same at the beginning as it is at the end you know, mm-hmm. things aren't ultimately going to change. The kids can't ever really go home because then the show would end and they wanted right. it to go on as long as possible. Yeah, exactly. Right. And now here want, we are. But I want to bring like a psychologist. Like I want to bring like this, this show back onto our podcast, but like bring a professional psychologist to analyze what the, kid, the kids like, will where be going through. Where do you see the kids going through return home? Uh, yeah. May, yeah, maybe one, maybe that'll be a new uh, special thing we'll put on here. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, as, yeah, great. what, what, what was, uh, what do you think about the kids in these shows? And he'd be like, they're all horribly traumatized. And it's like that's fair. <laughs> yeah, we summed that up. We actually didn't need <laughs> yep. you. Yeah, now you're out of here. Uh, all right. Well, this it gets us to the part of the show where we ask the question: Does this stay in the hall of memory, or is it worth visiting today? Steven, you had the biggest, uh, you know, you, you had the biggest buy-in before, and now you've watched it as an adult. Uh, was it worth it? And would it be worth it to watch more? Um, I'll, I'll say this for the show. Uh, it's not nearly as racist or sexist or misogynist as you would expect. <laughs> from, I mean, you know, considering everything, it, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, I would say I would show this to my kids, but I genuinely think that I am skewed. So you, you as an adult, so I, so still, we do, we even, do usually we bring that up as like a question, of like you know, would I have our kids watch it? But like you as an adult, Grant, is something you watch as a kid, and I know that you're like a big Dungeons and Dragons fan, but like watching the show again, and I know you own the DVD, so you probably will, right? But like. <laughs> Could you recommend that to another, like a, an adult Steven in another universe? Let's who put it this own way: the DVDs. It's it's free on YouTube, 
go for it. <laughs> if, if if it's not for free, then you don't need to spend your money on this. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, Nick, what about you? Any, any, what are your, your closing thoughts here? Team Eric all the way. Uh, um, so I, you know, I will say that um, for all the dumb things about the show, I felt the scripting was strong in certain elements. Like the dialogue I actually thought was fairly like somewhat self-aware and decent a, a lot of the time, uh, especially like a lot of the zingers and stuff that Eric had. Uh, and the show like knew that it was ridiculous. Like it, 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 I mean like the fact that like Hank calls out Dungeon Master, like, like tell it to me straight. Like they, they know that like what, they appreciate what the kids are going through. Like, yeah, like as you're saying, it is a Saturday morning cartoon. Like it has to have a certain continuity to it, but, but the clear that people making it were smart. Maybe they were limited by like the restrictions from, you know, parent groups or whatever, or from the technology at the time. Like it's very, the animation obviously is very reminiscent of that time. Um, but I think for all the restrictions or limitations of the show, there were like genuinely interesting or good elements to it. Um, but screw Dungeon Master. And I, I, I I'm, I, maybe it goes to the Hall of Bones instead of the Hall of Memories. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I think it could stay in the Hall. Like if, if you're not like a D&D completist or something like that, if you're just a rando off the street, like that has never experienced it before, you could probably avoid it. If it's something that you maybe watched as a kid, but really kind of moved away from that stuff. Again, I wouldn't really recommend it. It does feel like on one hand, I, I actually appreciate that I did watch some of it. Um, but at the same time, like I could send it to the hall of memory, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You David. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm coming kind of the same place that, that we all are. I mean, it's out there for free and it was like amusing to watch, to talk about. Uh, but, I don't know. It could be way more offensive, um, but there could also be a lot more meat on the bones in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like there's so much other stuff that does have that meat on it that I think is more worth it. But you know, I I had this up in the background for like at least one of the episodes while I was kind of taking care of some other stuff, and it was you know like amusing enough. Um, I did pay attention to the rest of it. I just had to do something for a minute. <laughs> I don't want people being like, you don't really watch the shows. I do. I just, you know, life, uh, <laughs> but, life. uh, happy, happy life. Happy. I don't know any of what I'm saying anymore. Uh, the show has broken me is largely what it comes <laughs> down to. I mean, it was fine. Um, it's hard to make a show out of D and D they, they tried and, uh, it's no Drist. If Drist was in here, I, I might have, I might. Oh have yeah. Drist. I fr- we don't have or time never, now. Yeah, but it's going to be like the Matt Damon. Show. like what's drist drist he's a sad he's a sad drow boy yeah oh yeah with two scimitars and yeah oh okay. yeah we, we pretty much gave you the overview of drist right oh, okay uh, I'm, I'm fine well yeah. listening audience we want to know what you have to think about the dungeons and dragons animated show let us know are are we wrong is it the best thing since sliced bread or do you agree like eh, yeah whatever it was fine let us know. Hit me one more time.com slash social. All the places to find us there. It's really just hit me one more pod. I don't know why I'm plugging the website to find it. Hit me one more pod. You'll find all, all of our socials. You'll find us on all the socials with it. Good Lord, what is happening to me? Let's end this show. <laughs> Steven, thank you for being here. Thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy the podcast. 
know, hit that like, smash where, that like where, where, where can people find you if you so wish to be found? Like, I can be found local wherever. grocery store. <laughs> D and D games play. The You're spirit at everyone's D and D game. That's intense. In well, spirit. Well, in someone spirit, someone has spirit. to nudge. Someone has to nudge that D twenty onto onto a one. That's, <laughs> that's true. It's next, the ghost of Stephen Purple in everyone's yeah. dungeon room. Next, next time you roll a, a nat one, just shake your fist and exclaim, Stephen Purple! Purple! <laughs> I would love if that became a thing. Uh, <laughs> if people want to find me, it's Davlus, D-A-V-L-U-Z. Twitter and Instagram, find me there. Now it's everybody's favorite part of the show. Nick, where can people find you? Oh my God. People can find me on Instagram at uh, palblamshazam underscore art or on Twitter at palblamshazam. Fantastic. If you, uh, you said, already said where you can find me. I'm not used to doing it in this order. If you want to find the show, you already know where. Hit me one more pod or hit me one more time.com. You can find all the ways to contact us there. We'd love to hear from you. Listening audience, thank you for being here. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!